I'm wrestling, you're not weak for me. Celebrate what I am. Celebrate what I have been. Celebrate what I represent. And celebrate the many ways I have impacted your life. I will survive this test as I have survived others. I am forever etched into the very fiber of all mankind. The world needs me. Time is on my side. History guarantees me. I am wrestling. Do not wait for me. What's up, everyone? You are listening to episode 66 of the T-Rone Funky Show, brought to you, as always, by Defense Soap and Dalmer Mats. Tommy, we're, uh, we got tired last night. We're going to finish up with part two of our NCAA recap. You got some more energy now? I'm ready to freaking rock. I'm so happy that we uh, took a little breather there because this weekend was so fun that I just want to put every ounce of good energy we have into this puppy. Let's Some, rock. Someone said we sold Chloe Clark short. Did you see that? I saw that. I said, you know, that's a fair statement, but I, I don't know. I don't think we sold him short. We were pretty complimentary of him. I think what we did was we skimmed over him and didn't talk enough his effort and, and his performance. But, you know, it was outstanding. You know, we both said we really liked the guy. Yeah. I mean, well, I, I, didn't I don't think we much. sold him. We both said we like him. I've always, I mean, out of all the Iowa wrestlers, he's probably been my favorite in recent memory. And um, he did wrestle out of his, I shouldn't say out of his shorts, but he had an injury. He beat NATO in a battle. He beat Seth Gross in a battle. He competed hard. Who'd he beat in the, oh, he beat Michik in the quarters, who I thought Michik was going to yeah. whip him. Yeah. So he, yeah, he did a good match, job. Though. Yeah, he fought hard. I mean, he, he won a very deep weight class, and he, he deserved it. He didn't like, get off with any uh, breaks or anything like that. So, you know, give him his due. We'll take it. Sure. So uh, let's go 141. The, the most boring wrestler in NCAA right now. Most boring good wrestler. Yeah, and, and, I, I, would say, I, and I agree. And, and, I, and I agree. And I don't like saying that about an Ohio guy, but he is. But, man, did you see how salty he was when he won? Salty. Just bitter at the world. But I tell you what, I love when they said, you know, you win a lot of close ones, um, you know, kind of paraphrasing the reporter here, but he's like, yeah. how do you explain that? He's like, I'm just mentally tougher than my opponents. It ain't pretty, <laughs> it, ain't, it ain't pretty, but, but I'm tougher than them. And so I like, I like, so, uh, you know, back on, back on Heil, I mean, this guy, you could have argued three months ago that he was a somewhat of a flash in the pan national champion and he's got his due coming for him. Um, just because of the way that he wins over pretty average opponents. But when you go undefeated on the heels of being a returning national champion and you go 5-0 and in the most important weekend of the year, I mean, he's basically legitimate, Ben. I mean, he's... he's, he's uh, uh, yeah, I would say... Let's go through, though. He goes... So he goes 6-5, 9 5 6 5 4 2 6 3 Yeah, I mean, it's kind of like a heavy title or something like a typical you know yeah. what i mean it's like not a kyle steiner not, nothing's over no 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 it's not not overly decisive but i mean undefeated at oklahoma state tough schedule defending national champion hangs another one up you know and and what i saw that was unique in him because it's like what's unique about dean heil you know what makes him good and 
I didn't know. I, d- I should know, but I didn't sure. know. I mean, it's like he's, he's, he's basic. He's solid, you know, but he's not super aggressive. He's, he's not super athletic, you know. But then when I listen to his interview, you know, quite honestly, I feel like, you know, I'm sure every national champion is a fierce competitor, but it just seems like he had a ver- a fierceness about him that I was like, okay, there's something about him that, that is pretty, you know, unique to me at least. And yeah. I guess I can understand why, you know, I can understand why he's the guy. Sure. Um, when when I watch when I watch him, I think this guy's got to be really, really freaking strong. Do you get that same feeling? I mean, yeah. Usually, when there's guys that are winning in a decisive but not, I'm sorry, controlling but not decisive way. Yeah. You know, my my assumption is always that they're that str- that they're really strong. You know what I mean? Yeah, excessively strong for the weight class. I would say. I real I really did right. like. Um, I liked how. D. Camillo, D. Camillo came after him like a freaking honey badger in the finals. Um, oh, yeah. I mean, he oh, was yeah. really aggressive, and I, I really liked that. Um, man, uh, yeah, I, I, I guess I just enjoyed the way D. Camillo was wrestling. I found myself strongly cheering for D. Camillo. Um, and then after the, after the finals, I said uh, on Twitter, I said, now that Gilman's gone, can Heil be the guy that we all love to hate? Because as fans, we got to hate somebody, right? Like that—that's part of being right. a fan. Part of the fun is being able to cheer against somebody, and they're being a villain. And I think Dean Heil should yeah. enroll, embrace his role as a villain. I think he has embraced it. I mean, why do you beat your guys even though you never really dominate them? I'm just tougher. I'm mentally tougher than my opponents. I mean, I thought it was a good answer. It wasn't. He didn't say anything. He's like, he might always be pretty, but I get the job done. It's like, hey, there's, there's, there's chip off the old block there. You know what I mean? I kind of like that. Yeah. No, I liked it a lot. Hey, so let's go back a little bit earlier in this bracket. Um, you know what match was freaking I – w- I, would, I would almost venture to say the best match of the second round. Thorne versus McKenna. It was also a huge upset. Yeah. It was the biggest upset yes, of that round I did as in well. Fact, I did, in fact, watch that match. It was it a great was match. It was awesome. I mean, it was back and yep. forth. Um, Thorne went out to the early lead, rode him forever. Then McKenna rode uh, Thorne forever. They ended up going into overtime on some really crazy calls in the third period, and then Thorne sticks them in overtime. I mean, just a, it was awesome. I w- I wished we so ne- Tommy. I was thinking about what we're doing next year um, since we'll we'll both be there in person. I was thinking we could hit a quick Facebook live, like fifteen, ten, fifteen minute, not not long, real short recap of every session right after the session. Because I just think it would be so much fresher in our minds every single match, you know. Because there's how many ma- hundreds and hundreds of matches wrestled, so I think some of them get lost in the shuffle. Yep, I think we should get press credentials too. I mean, we are a legitimate media property now, aren't we? I, I would, yeah, sure. Why not? Hey, <laughs> can I give one more shout out at one uh, one forty one? Yeah, do it. Of course, the Jaden Ironman. I'm going to call him the Jersey Killer. Because on the backside, he beats McKenna, Kolodzik, and Ashnall. That is a murderer's row of Jersey kids. Yeah, he did a great job. And, you know, I don't – I remember very vividly I was in Grand Rapids, Michigan, Michigan on a sales call when you and I did our podcast in, I want to say, mid-January, and Jaden Ironman decided to go up. And I said, and I quote – He's probably on the freshman slide. He took some L's at 33. Yeah. The weight cuts too much for him. He's going up. 
but he's probably going to, you know, I kind of insinuated that he's going to be a wet noodle for the rest of the year. And boy, was I wrong. He yeah. came back, got his mind right, and finished the year strong as a freshman. I just think that really bodes well. It speaks to his toughness and his grit. Yeah. Um, it also speaks to it also speaks to great coaching by Brian Smith and company. But I think it even speaks more to so it speaks to the coaching, but even more so. Like I feel like when you get your ass handed to you by Nate Tomasello and get a couple other bad losses, and then you go up, there's just not a whole lot to be, be excited about. And the fact that he rebounded just speaks to his love for wrestling, um, his genuine love for the sport that he was able to dig himself out of that you know was the hole and finish the year the way he did. I mean, I'm pretty optimistic about his future uh, uh, the next three years. Yeah, uh, well, I am optimistic as well. Missouri's going to need it, some more big points next year because we're losing Jaden and Levon. Um, so we're, we're going to need some points. Um, okay, right. Kevin Kevin Jack wrestled awesome in this bracket. He lost to Meredith in the front side, beats him on the back side, takes third. I want to say almost every single person except I think um, – that D. Camillo is the only only All American not back at this weight. Is that correct? Meredith's not a senior. Jack's not a senior. Uh, yeah, that's correct. yeah. I think it's you know, and I think that weight class needs to be have the same guys in it because I thought you know it was kind of a weak weight this year in yeah. terms of. I mean, I don't know. I don't know what you thought. No, so I, I agree. all those guys back, they're all they're all you know theoretically they're all going to be better versions of themselves. So that weight class might get beefed up a little bit more with maybe pepper in some younger guys that are coming on. Maybe somebody goes up from 33, so on and so forth. It'll be, you know, a, a more competitive weight class than it was this year. Yeah, I, I agree. I think it's going to be, you know, the fact that 7-8 are coming back, that makes that weight class really, really, really tough. Um, right. Any, any other thoughts at 141? Nah, hey, oh, nah, my I'm God, good. you Let's know what go. I forgot to bring up? Do you see the big news today? You probably were keeping secrets from me last night, Tommy. Yeah, I knew that. I knew that kid. I know he went on his visit. I was actually. How can he um, go on a visit before the season's over? He was released. I know that. Oh wow, crazy! So I don't know. I don't know the rules, but I saw. I, I shook his hand um, very briefly, um, and I never even heard of him. But he sure looks the part. So I was like, man, that'd be nice. Yeah, well, we need those weight classes. Know, he did pretty well at the NCAA tournament. I think he was either round of twelve or round of sixteen. Um, so he can slide right in there and fill a spot. So maybe you know, maybe uh, they go they go and get another transfer fifty seven, and maybe Ohio State can compete with Penn State next year. It's a good step. It's a good step. It's a good step. Um, I mean, I'm just wishful thinking here, but it'd be great if NATO went down. I mean, it's not my not my job, but man, mm. I'd love to I'd love to put the sales pitch on Nate Tomasello. You know. Well, I mean, you are bigger than him. Just go kidnap him or something. Yeah, maybe I'll just make him do it. <laughs> what they, they said they didn't. They say they locked Rick uh, locked Rick Sanders in the uh, a sauna one time. Yeah, to make what you yeah can pull that uh, Barry Davis, Barry Davis. Oh, Barry, Barry Davis. Davis okay. Um, I tell you what, you know the, the NATO going down. I mean, I'm saying this. I hope that he does it, but it's only going to work if he chooses to do it. Yeah, of course. You know that like you can't you can't just go down like he's got to he's got to buy it. It's like. Here's the offer. Do you buy it? And if he buys it, it'd be great for the fuckers. If he doesn't buy it, then I don't want him to do it. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I can, you know, he's done so much for the program. It's like I get it, but man, we'd be sweet if he did it. Sure. So. 
So all, all right, right, 49. 49. Uh, Rutherford is a killer. I was correct for about 90 seconds, and then I was very, very wrong. Um, Mays got that first takedown. Rutherford got right up, got you a takedown were correct. on his own. So for about 90 seconds, then I was I was wrong for the rest of <laughs> well, what 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 Rutherford did, even though he we know he's good on the mat and he he pulverized um, Levon on the mat, but what he did that I wasn't expecting was, you know, obviously the first takedown was great by Levon, and then he kept trying to do the same thing. And what Rutherford made a mid match adjustment and counterattacked with that like arm drag yeah, single, that was and slick, just wasn't and it? just oh, it was just he already has that skill. He does that drag single thing pretty good. But just the way that he adjusted in the middle of the match, I thought that was more telling to his dominance over Levon than, than the mat wrestling because yeah. that got him to the mat. You know what I mean? Yeah, 100%. I, I was kind of pissed that Levon chose bottom in the third. Um, you know, it, it was only 6 to, I mean, it wasn't close, but it was 6-2 at that point. And I just felt like, hey, man, right. let's, let's, let's at least go on our feet and try to throw him or double him or, you know, right. anything. Right. Um, but he got turned four times. No. Three times. Hey, I was thinking that freaking four point near fall makes a tech come so much faster. I would like to see um, statistics on how many more yes. tech falls. Yes. Right? Doesn't it seem like it comes so much faster now? 100%, dude. 100%. I'm with you. Well, I guess you would I'm need. With you. Previously, you would need four near falls to get 12 points, and now you'd only need three. So that takes a whole turn yep. out of the procedure. Um, uh, I agree. I'm with you. Adds up fast. Um, okay, so what else? Levon, uh, Rutherford decked Sorensen in the semis. That that was, and he just bent his ass in half. No, no problem. Just yeah. takes him down, crunches him, puts him on his back, sticks I him. I think, I think, I think Rutherford gets the Hodge, don't you? Man, uh, I, I, I would say, and I, I, I do get a vote in this, Tommy. Um, I oh, would, yeah, say, I would right. say Nolf. I would say Nolf. Really. Well, I, I, you know, when I'm thinking about it, I, I'm going to guess. So, really, there's only, what, there's one, two, there's four undefeateds, right? There, I'm sorry, there's five undefeateds. Right. There's Heil, Snyder, Cox, Rutherford, and, um, Z- I'm sorry, Rutherford, Rutherford, Nolf. Snyder's out. He didn't wrestle enough matches. And that's in my right. opinion, obviously. Not Heil's out because he can't beat anyone by more than three points. So, you got Cox, Nolf, right. and Rutherford. Out of those three, Cox is the least dominant. He's out, right? Although he does have the most amount of titles. Um, so then you left with right. Nick Nolf and Rutherford. And to me, no, you, you have two things you're looking at. Um, Nolf did not go to overtime and or have a, a, a really close match, right? Um, yep. But his, I felt like his competition just wasn't as good. I mean, I think we look at 149. Um, Kalka's good. Maze is good. Sorensen's good. Jordan's good, right? Um, right, I don't right, think right. You have that depth at 157. So um, I would agree. It's tough. It's a tough decision because Rutherford wrestled tougher competition, but did have closer matches. Nolf wasn't really pushed the whole year. Yeah, it's a tough call. That, that is, is a tough call for sure, isn't it? So who's your vote for? I mean, it's one yep. of those two, right? I think I think I take Rutherford, and maybe it's just perception. I can't even go by data or statistics, but I think that he, Rutherford just seems like a more punishing, dominant wrestler um, than Nolf. But I follow you on. I mean, I say that, and then in the same breath, I realize he went freaking 
toe to toe with the Sorensen in one of those matches. Yeah, no you know, there's, double there's, or there's, double overtime. Yeah, so I mean, I think yeah, I don't know. I mean, I, I can live with Nolf or Rutherford, I guess, but I probably would yeah. take Rutherford. It's not, it's not going to be a, if you go either one of those guys. It's not going to be robbery. Maybe they could surprise us all right. and go with Jaden Cox, so a second Missouri guy gets it. That would be fantastic. Right, 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 right. That'd be cool. You know, I, I mean, Kyle Snyder, you know, the only strike he's got against him is that he doesn't wrestle that much. Yeah, I mean, and he doesn't He doesn't pin it's a, a lot. It's that, a big that's strike. A big it's a big strike. It's he big doesn't strike, pin a lot either. either. You know. That's a big one. Yeah, who cares? What do you mean, who cares? That's like one of the, I think that's number criteria number four. I got four, it, I got number it. Number four, number five. I got you, I got you. Okay, it. what do you make of Kalika not placing? That was pretty terrible for Oklahoma State. I mean, um, you know, obviously they're in third place, and that, that would... That would have jumped him I mean, into if Kala, second. If, Kala, if, Kala, if, he Kala, if he wrestles to his seed, you know, they get second. If he wrestles to fifth, they get second. If he wrestles to, I think, seventh, maybe. I mean, they only lost by seven points. No, you, seventh and eighth is a very misleading point well, get. Eight, eighth is know. three points. Seventh is four points. Plus, he would have the advancement yeah, so points you, as well. Yeah, like, you, you could go, you could go uh, freaking... Two and two and score more for your team than in seventh place. Yeah, if you I, get bonus. So, Tommy, what do you think about this? I, now we're getting into the, the scoring discussion. I feel like the pin, and I love pinning, right? But I feel like it's overvalued on the backside because when we talk about how tough yeah, it is to win you matches, a, well, yeah, when you, you get only get half a point. It, it makes it makes it interesting. But to your point, when you get half a point for advancement and two points for pinning, it's like. So you're telling me that a pin is the equivalent of four advancement yes. wins? You know, it's just, it makes the sport interesting. It makes the tournament setting interesting. But to your point, and I agree with you, it just seems not right. I think you cut them in half. I think just like the advancements cut in half on the backside, I think the bonus should be cut in half on the backside. Dude, I love that. You're smarter than you look, Ben. So you, you're like in that. agreement? That's so let's try, let's try to push that I'm in agreement. Then. Yeah, I think that's just overvalued, right. especially when you get a pinner. Like I, I, I don't want to. I'm not going to tell you who, but there's a few guys on our team, like in 06, 07. I was like, kind of hoping they would lose their first match because I knew if they got on the backside, they could pin like three or four people, right? Which would be worth a crap ton of points. Yeah, and you know the other thing is like when you get a guy that's like really, really good, and he loses, um, he can make up for everything that he could have got on the front side by smashing dudes on the backside, whereas I feel like there should be a little bit more of a penalty for losing on the front yeah, side. Yeah, 100%. For a, for a guy that's good, you know yeah. what I mean? And the other thing on the backside, so, too, with the pins is, man, some dude, they're losing on the backside, and they just be like, nope, I'm done. I'm just going to roll over here. Right? So that's uh, with you, man. Yeah. All right. Let's go. 50, 57. Nolf was just so damn good. There's not a huge amount to talk about. No, there's there's not. He was a freaking man on a mission. Dominant. Wrestled very well. You know, like it's like we said, it could be Rutherford or Nolf for the Hodge, and I could live with either. Um, and let's let's roll. Yeah. Um... So how about the Palacio pin over Michael Kemmerer in the um, – no, that was the quarters. That was pretty crazy, huh? In the, in people, the Peterson people roll. People freaking you know, nuts. The other, the other thing that is interesting about Palacio is I listened to some of his interviews. That guy is a whack job, man, <laughs> in a cool way, not a bad way. 
total whack job. I mean, yeah. he's like a motive. He's like a he's like a hippie motivator, don't you think? Someone said Gary V in a singlet. That's me. I said that. Oh, you said, said that? that. He's yeah, he's Gary Vaynerchuk in a singlet. There you go. Yeah, that that that, that fit for me. I thought that was a great description. <laughs> yeah, that was me, brother. Yeah. Um. What else we got, Joe? I thought Joe Smith, you know, given the season that he had, I thought he wrestled pretty yeah, decent. Yeah, did a he decent did. job. So I, I uh, think it was a hundred percent weight cutting thing. Then I mean, just based on how, how bad his performances were in some of those duels, I right? Think he was dead. So I think we see, I think we see him go up, um, next year. I think Chandler would Rogers be interesting goes up. With I think he Masa, goes up. Masa, Masa, Chenzo Joseph, Nolf, Imar. I'm sorry, not Nolf. Um, Smith, Imar. Oh, could 165 be, be insanely stacked. Um, so right. Palacio graduates. Kemmer's back. Lavalley's back. Berger's back for one more year, I believe. Um, so that way, like, has got a lot coming back. Kemmer went nuts on the backside. Um, so he goes. So this uh, he goes major, 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 and then he beats uh, Joe Smith for third. Yeah, he did a great job. He got caught in a Peterson roll by a guy that was on a mission. How do you get pinned in a, a Peterson good job roll? Funny. That's what I want to know. I don't know. I, think, I don't know. I think I Cornell's know. been working on a lot of Petersons, too, because Womack Petersons a ton. He Petersons. Uh, Real Buddha was hitting some Petersons. Um, and I love the Petersons. Well, I'll tell, you, I'll tell you what. I don't know if you, you would agree with this, but I think that when – when when you're on a, when you're a teammate with somebody and they're having a lot of success with one particular skill, I feel like the rest of the team inherently just tries to pick up on it. Maybe oh, they yeah. didn't even drill. It's just kind of something you see and you do. You know what I mean? Yeah. I feel like that happened a lot on the teams that I was on. My, mine too. We started all doing cradles my junior senior year. Everyone, one time we hit a uh, Central Michigan was ranked eighth, and I believe we cradled the cradled and pinned four four guys, and they were ranked eighth in the country. We had a party on them. It was so awesome. It's great, you? man. Oh, I thought, um, I thought I lost you there. What did you say? I said I thought I lost you. Okay, 65. Now, this is, uh, what, the best weight class in the tournament? Not the, I'm sorry, not that. The most fun. How about we say the most fun? That's good. That's good. I like that better. So, you know, I mean, you go ahead, man. This is awesome. Okay, I can go off on this freaking weight class. IMR looks really rough early. Um... His first two wins are not pretty at all. And even his win over Chandler Rogers is not pretty. Um, and then you got everyone else. You have Jordan kind of grinded his way to the semis. Joseph, uh, my man Daniel Lewis, had Vincenzo Joseph beat, and he blew it. He gave up a takedown with, yep. I think, 14 seconds left or some, something to that effect. But he, he took him down and rode him out the entire first period, um, like two minutes and 40 right. seconds. Uh, and then, you know, gave up a few easy takedowns in the third period to lose the match, which was very frustrating. Um, so, you know, that was a good match right there. Uh, um, I'm sorry. Massa then versus – Massa versus Joseph was awesome. I thought Massa was more aggressive, um, and I thought he was going to get him there. He hit that single leg to the bear hug, and I thought, oh, man, he's done. And then Vincenzo came out of that double over position with the takedown yeah. to win the match 5-4. to four. Um and then on the, on the top side of that semi, that was like um, Isaac Jordan stalled his butt off for two periods, right? And it was brutal. Th- it was brutal. And then Martinez stalled his butt off on top in the third. He was pushing him out of bounds, which I think needs to be addressed. Yep. You know, they had that new rule come out last year, and they are really kind of calling it. Now, this year, they're kind of 
like I said, they really backed off calling it. Um, right. And so, I, but I didn't have an issue with the stalling of Isaiah Martinez on top in the third period because of how much Jordan stalled in the first two periods. And I feel like I hey, would agree. As long I would as the, agree. As long as the ref calls it the same way, we're good, right? I mean, if he's not going to call stalling, he's not going to call stalling. I would agree with you. I would agree with you wholeheartedly. Um, we haven't even got to the finals, but how about the final? Um, man, I did, you know what I feel? I feel like, and I feel like this about Imar a lot, and maybe this is, but maybe this is also what makes him good. I feel like he gets very over aggressive sometimes, and it's almost like he loses his mind a little bit, right? A little bit, that's, yeah. And so, but maybe that's also what makes him. I felt the same way about Terry Brands, right? Like in in Terry right. Brands' third match against uh, Kendall Cross in the '96 Olympic Trials, it's like. Okay, Terry, listen. Kendall cannot, he absolutely cannot score a takedown on you by shooting, right? The only way he's going to score is if you shoot on him. And Terry's winning, but just keep shooting, right? And then he got beat. Right. And that's, I mean, that's kind of how I feel about Rantinez is. But then obviously if Terry Brands wasn't that aggressive, would Terry Brands be who he is? Uh, Probably not. So, and uh, Yeah, and let's not forget that, um, that that was his second collegiate loss ever. So, yeah. You know, but I, I, you know, it was weird. It wasn't as, it wasn't as evident. Like, like before Nolf pinned Imar last year in the match, you kind of saw him self-destructing. Like it was almost like you could see it coming. Yeah. yeah. It was, it wasn't as evident with Vincenzo, but I saw the same look. Like I saw like, yeah, almost like he blew a gas, he blew a gasket with his energy. And then not only did he blow a gasket, but he lost his focus a little bit yeah. and then things unraveled. And then you got what you got. It was kind of the similar thing to Nolf, and it was sad, man, because I I love Imar. I yeah. love I love how he wrestles on the mat, and I love um, how he talks about the sport and and all that stuff. So it was sad for me, but you know, Vincenzo Joseph was a man on a mission and um, did a great job. It was a great inside trip. You know, it just it was just good all together. But I just feel like the wheels, the you know, the train came off the track for Imar. For the second time in his career, and he paid a price. You know what I mean? Yeah, I, I hear you loud and clear. And that's, uh, I, you know, I think we both came to the same conclusion separately about about kind of what happens when he's in those battles. Um, is he just uh, get, gets a little over aggressive, starts making stupid mistakes, uh, and I think it, the best way to put it is he loses his mind a little yeah. bit, like just kind of just breaks focus when the focus breaks. It ain't pretty in any match, let alone the national final. Sure. And then from, from a technical perspective, though, I was thinking about – I was kind of watching him wrestle. My, I, I can watch him wrestle my head, right? So I was watching his matches. Um, and I think he doesn't go to the opposite side enough with his underhook, right? It, it's all same side stuff. He does the yeah. – we call it the grenade lefty, throw. He's a lefty throw. underhook. Yep. But you I could easily – you, you know when you, you have an underhook, out. you can easily duck the opposite side – um, you could single yeah. the opposite side, and then once you get that going, you can fake the opposite side, and you can come back to the near side with stuff, also, right? So yeah. I, I just feel like yep. and he just forces that near side stuff, and then you know, against most people, obviously it works, um, but then against the high level guys, it'd be nice if he could go the other way. I tell you, I'll tell you something else that I wouldn't say it frustrates me with Imar, but I'd love to have a conversation with him about it. Is you know he's so good from a sh- he takes a shallow underhook in my my opinion it's not very deep sure and sure. I did the same thing on the right side when I wrestled and he gets that shallow underhook and then he and then he shoots in and his reaction is always to go to the seatbelt 
um, like a seatbelt underhook, yeah. like from his knees, and and then he's the reason he does is because he, he's able to get that hydraulic hip strength in there and yep. go double unders and throw the guy or like overwhelm him. Mm-hmm. But gosh, if he ever so so that's what makes him great, and that's why I think he likes the seatbelt. But for every time that he overwhelms the guy with double unders from the seatbelt coming up, I'm also like, dude, if you just finished low, if you came off the seatbelt yes. and went down to the knees or the ankle. You know, you would kill people. It's like I wish he could decipher between here's where I go seatbelt and drive up and here's where I finish low, where he's just always at the seatbelt. He very rarely ever finishes low, in my opinion. Yeah. What, do you do you notice that too? Or No, I agree. With him. And that's kind of where I think if he went far side, he could make that happen with like a duck under or a single or something to the opposite side or even a knee pick. Which right, right. You don't see him do too often. Um, yeah. Okay. It was sad though. I'm a I'm Imar is my favorite non-Ohio State wrestler. Really, and, yeah, you um, said that before. I thought it was sad yeah. and it was awesome because it's one of those shocking moments that you're you're gonna remember. Yeah, well, that's true. A long time. And, you and, know? and when when Vincenzo Joseph won that match, I was like, well, Bo Jordan and Gabe Dean are in trouble, in my opinion. That the momentum <laughs> here in, the, in that in that in that back warm-up area, you know, you got all these guys walking back there winning national titles. It's like you know, I just think that there is. Momentum is real, in my opinion. It's very, very, it's a very real. It's a very real emotion that people can leverage and build off of. And by the time Vincenzo pinned Imar, I was like, that just changes the mental, you know, side for Mark Hall and Bo yeah. Nickel. And you know, Piles on their podcast tries to say that uh, momentum is not real, but I think he's crazy. Get the get the I, f out of town. I, that's like that's real. like you saying that's like you saying talents. Not oh, real. for God's sakes, Tom! You don't put those in the same mode. That's been scientifically proven. And and the thing <laughs> the thing about um, the thing about uh, the momentum is that you know it, more than anything, what it does is it just gives people things to worry about. You know what I'm saying? Listen, here here's the thing. It's like I'll do it like an if then statement. What if you believe if you believe that wrestling is a mental sport, then you also believe that momentum is real. You believe wrestling? And sure, yes. If you, believe, if, you, if you believe it's mental, which I think nobody would disagree with that, if you believe that there's a huge mental aspect to wrestling, which anybody can agree with, I mean, right? Yeah, Then sure. you would have to believe that momentum is also real because momentum is mental. Yes. Yes, Fair? 100%. Uh, yeah, I, I agree, 100%. So CP needs well, to listen anyways, up. Kind of got, listen I, got, up I, got, I got a little nerdy on you there. but I just No, I love it. I love that stuff. Um, so. Okay, so let's go. Momentum's real. So the, moment, the momentum right now is, is building. It just hit a fever pitch for Penn State. Going into 174. Yep. Um, so let's talk about the final, and let's work backwards. Hall Jordan, we talked about this last night. Based on how takedowns were called all weekend, I can't really fathom how Bo Jordan didn't get a takedown there. Especially after they reviewed it. Especially after they reviewed it. I mean, his ass was on the ground. Bo had both legs captured. I mean, sure, the fact that Mark is reaching back between both legs, but what is that? At that point, what does that do? You know what I'm saying? Yep. I mean, it's not worth. It's not it really wasn't, worth much. It wasn't much. that much of a bang. It, you know, the other thing is, like, if you watch it in real, real uh, live yes, motion, not yeah. slow motion, it wasn't that much of a bang bang sequence. It was kind of like slow. It, it developed a little slowly. Yeah, it's like that's 
to and then Mark reversed them. Yeah. So it just it's I don't want to. I'm glad that you agree because I would have just sounded like a Buckeye Homer. No, um, I, like, I agree. Like I think too. I mean, based on Twitter, I think a lot of people agree with that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was brutal. It was brutal. So yeah, so it was a tough finals match, but I think we covered that pretty good last week. I thought Mark Hall had a great tournament, um, especially after coming out of redshirt in the middle of January. It just speaks to Penn State, um, believing in their guys, having a good culture. Um, and Mark Hall responding, you know, leveraging, you know, all the great people around him, and did a good job. Um, I thought Bo Jordan had a pretty good season too. Boy, that Rio Budo match was good, wasn't it? Shut up, Tommy. Well, I just want you to know, you can ask, I was with Jesse Lang and my brother-in-law who knows nothing about wrestling, but at any rate, I called it when the third period started. I wish that you could have been there to witness me being Nostradamus on that one. I said, Real Budo is about to cave. By the way, I like Real Budo. I listened to a great interview uh, after, you know, on Flow Wrestling, but you could just see the wheels coming off, I guess, is what I saw. And, um, I mean, he did a stupid move and Ben uh, Bo capitalized. Yeah, um... How about Bo Jordan almost losing to Alex Meyer, though, in the quarters? So people think Bo Jordan's cutting a lot of weight. But here's my two things. Number one, he made 165 last year. Number two, some people just look bigger than they are. I mean, I can name a yeah. few of those people. I, I, I think I think the inconsistent performances by Bo this year can be attributed to lack of training. Not because he's not a hard worker, but because he, went, he was fighting through a lot of injuries. Um, and so... When you don't train that much, you don't get the consistency and the sharpness sure. that you would get if you were training all the time. I mean, that's obvious, right? So, you know, I think he's a lot better than Meyer. I think he's, you know, I, th- I think he's notably better than um, some other guys that he had close matches with. But you just can't get that sharp from riding the aerodyne and doing conditioning off to the yeah. side. You've got to be in the fight every day. And, and yeah. I'm not saying anything that he doesn't know and he doesn't you know, know about himself. I thought he did a good job dealing with the circumstances, but it's like he's got to find some consistency in training next year, and I would like to think that he can find consistency in the off season too so he can go into the season with, like, you know, the, 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 Bo's, Bo's been trained his whole life, so that guy knows how to train yeah. his whole life. And so – I hope he can find a good six, seven-month pitch where he trains. You know what I mean? Yeah, I, I agree. He's got one year left, so um, he's really got to put everything he's got into that final year to get it done. Um, and consistency is a big part of that because he, he does have some very big ups and downs. Um, hey, so on the backside, Valencia, obviously we talked about him in Hall yesterday, um, crushes on the backside, pins Brunson, and then beats um, another very good freshman. And you notice these, these 65-74, we got some really damn good freshmen here. Uh, Miles Amin, I believe is his name, um, takes fourth. He, he he beat Price, he major Residori, and then he pins Real Budo before losing to Valencia for fourth place. Um, so that, that kid's going to be something to watch the next couple of years as well. And, and, and right. frankly, Michigan's got a hell of a team coming back because they got the three freshmen. They got Michik. Um, and Amin and Massa, and then they have um, Pantaleo, Pantaleo, Kuhn, and Abinator. Abinator, all coming off redshirt. I mean, that's frankly that that could be very easily six top five guys, um, and, yep. and a couple of finalists. And then you, you've of that got race. you've got you've got Assad at twenty five, who's an Ohio boy that won the junior nationals. 
Um, I don't know how he's doing in the room, but, you know, he's got the credentials. And they probably got other guys that we don't know about. You know what I mean? So it could yeah. be interesting. Yeah, so that should be uh, – they should be tough next year. But um, – and then lastly, I want to give a shout-out to my buddy Jeremy Spates at SIUE. He, uh, he took over that program a couple years back after they came out of the D2, and uh, he got his first All-American. It's the first All-American they've had at the D1 level since 1987. So great job, Jeremy. Awesome. Great job. Great job. Um, and then we go to the last weight class of the day, 184 pounds. Um, it, it was the main event, right? right. And what we got was, uh, man, we talked about this last night. I don't think it was a takedown. I don't. Uh, we talked about it. We talked about it, and I don't think it was a takedown either. Um, I thought that, you know, the biggest thing that Bo Nickel did that Gabe Dean wasn't prepared for was Gabe Dean needs handles to impose yeah. the physicality that he has on his opponents. And Bo Nickel has noodle arms, and you can't <laughs> you can't underhook him. Well, I, I'm not saying he has noodle arms like I, in the I, field. Know, I'm saying I, that I know what you're saying. He keeps his arms real light and like awkwardly placed on his opponent, so you can't dig hooks, you can't snap them off of you. You know, and so I think it really, it's its almost like that was a, that's an addition starter for Gabe Dean, and he yeah. didn't have it. So I feel like he felt awkward the whole match. And I, to me, that was the thing that threw him off the most. Yeah, I, I think so too. The other thing was um, that I know from a technical perspective that I noticed was Nickel was shooting a whole bunch from the outside, and Dean was not doing anything to capitalize off of it. You know, he was kind of stopping him and then, and then letting him out of trouble, essentially, right? And I thought well, Dean Dean for Dean, Dean's first takedown was beautiful though. It was beautiful, I mean, right? Yeah. But I thought I thought that's he how you take that's how you take that. Go ahead. Yeah, he could have capitalized off those counterattacks a lot more. He didn't really do that. Yeah. So, um, and then did you watch Dean's um, quarterfinal match? No. It was insane. He almost lost to Jack Deckout. It was a tiebreaker, four three win. Yeah, I was following. Um, I was following it, was it on wild. Twitter because Mymar really almost lost. I know. I was following on Twitter, and Mymar, I knew Mymar was going to have the loser. I'm like, please, Gabe Dean, get through this match. <laughs> well, um, Mymar barely beat Deckout two on the backside. That was a crazy match. Could you imagine losing the two defending national champions? That'd be brutal. On your way out of the national tournament, yeah, it'd be yeah. tough. That'd be tough. Um, so, and then so the big ups, the real big upset though, came in the in the second round when. Uh, Mymar lost to Emery Parker, who I knew absolutely nothing about prior to um, prior to the big. Did I hear that he was a freshman? Is he a freshman? I, I believe he's a freshman. I never heard of the dude before. Yeah, I don't even know how Mymar lost. I didn't get to watch that, but that he was got a big thrown upset. on his damn back. But I think Mymar. I think Mymar did a good job um, fighting back. He lost to his, you know, the, the Mymar Kryptonite, which is Gabe Brooks, and you know. Gabe Brooks is like a like, Gabe, like a lesser version of Gabe Dean, and I just think <laughs> the blocky strong, you know, I think the blocky strong guys that that wrestle um, with a, a disciplined, um, strong, you know, girthy style is what he struggles the most with. I think Miles got to hit the weights and develop consistency in his performances, which is a tough nut to crack. But I thought he did okay this year. I mean, well, listen, I mean, so what he finished? I Six, thought he seven, did well. Let me look. Fish and fifth, 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 fifth place. That's not terrible. 
He finished fifth. He's ranked second going into the next year, and he's already got a national title under his belt. I mean, yeah, we don't Dudley need to crucify the guy. Graduates, Dean graduates. This way, way graduates a lot. Jackson graduates. This out of all the ways. That's why. That's why. That's why I think Zahid's going to go up. I think Zahid's going to go up. I think he cut a lot too. of weight. I think he's going up. Yeah, yeah for sure. Um, so, you got to run, or we got a few more minutes. I, I kind of got to run, but let's just let's just keep rolling. I'll, I'll just whatever. I'll deal with it. <laughs> um. Okay, so fi- final thoughts on the national tournament. I'll give you mine. Um, it's the best tournament in the world to as a spectator. It, it's awesome. Um, I'm already looking forward to next year. Although, like I said, Penn State took the team element out of it, which is frustrating for me because that's that's one of my. You're not. Favorite. You are. You are. You are gonna. I'm not saying Penn State won't win next year because, right, but prove, I think there's gonna come a time State. where you're gonna be like. You're gonna lift. You're gonna lift that claim temporarily. And Ohio say, State's gonna have to set the damn record. If they're going to do that, they're going to have well, to set it. Well, they might set it. They might set it. Because Penn State is setting the scoring record next year. You know, one thing Russ Hellickson said to me that I think is actually true, because as you know, Ben, momentum is real. Knowing that the NCAAs is in your home state, um, I think you'll train with a different purpose and I, in, in a very small way. And then I think the momentum of the actual event Will help the Buckeyes. I mean, I think it's 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 it is. But I think Cleveland's it will help. not them. far from Pennsylvania. There's going to be a crap ton of Penn State fans there. Yeah, but it's in it's in the state of Ohio. Don't worry about it. We we got plenty of plans. <laughs> <That's>, <laughs> okay. Um, yeah, great. Pay, paying tournament. the refs, best, maybe. best tournament on earth. Best tournament on earth. Um, I think Penn State getting five champs at nationals and two champs at Big Tens. Shows that's that I'm right. The Big Ten tournament is tougher. I'm not arguing it is that's tougher. not Big tougher right now. I was talking about the mid 2000s. Stop. <laughs> I know. I know. I know. I got you. I got you. Um. All right. So so we're gonna be off. We did two shows this week. We're gonna be off next week. Tommy, I think we're gonna need to get a guest the week after that because we don't really have any large wrestling events. I guess we'll have the Flow Nationals, which I'm gonna. Are you gonna come out to the Flow Nationals? Uh, my company's going to be there. I don't think I'll be there okay. trying to, you know, yeah. So, so I, maybe you can I watch some of that online, and, and I'll give you some good feedback on the Flow Nationals. Maybe we can grab a guest that night as well. Perfect. That sounds good, brother. All right. Talk to you later, Tommy. Thanks. Thank you, Defense Soap. Later. See ya.